the Eve Assumption Mass of Mary. And I want to talk a little bit about Mary and how much, how powerful her prayers are in our life. And a long time ago, um, I was working on trying to grow closer to Mary, and I noticed myself being a little bit distant from her, and I prayed a novena to God, and I said, God, help me to get closer to Mary. And while I was praying this novena, um, a man came in my dollar store. I used to work in the dollar store. If you don't know that by now, you're probably going to hear about that. So I used to work in the dollar store. And this man came in my, in my store. He loved Jesus so much. And, and he was shopping, older man, and he was shopping, and he was looking at the reading glasses in my church. It's just like, in my, not my church, my dollar store. He was looking at the reading glasses. And I said, I'm going to pray for you. And so I started praying Hail Marys for him, not out loud, but just to myself, just praying Hail Marys for him. And I was on my third or fourth Hail Mary, and the man began to look at the ceiling in my store, and he's like, I feel this amazing peace right now. Where is it coming from? And I was like, wow, you can feel the prayer. I'm praying for you. You don't even know I'm praying for I didn't tell him, but... God really showed me in that moment that these little prayers that I do, we don't always see what God is doing with them, but God hears every prayer that comes out of our mouth. And so I saw this man, he was receiving this peace, and I realized that Mary's prayers were so powerful in my life. After that day, honestly, it it drew me much closer to the rosary praying the rosary, and trusting Mary with everything to give to Jesus. So Mary, what she does, she's very powerful because she's the closest person to her son. She gives our prayers to Jesus. And so I want to explain a little bit. Um, There's different directions I can give in this homily, but I'm not going to talk too much more about that, but just a little short understanding of why we believe Mary's assumed into heaven. Why do we think Mary is assumed? One way is that... um, All the ancient churches, whenever someone would be martyred, like St. Stephen or all the apostles, their bodies, they would either bury them in a church, and their bodies were sacred, but their bodies, after they would die, Christians would go to their bodies and they'd pray for healing, and the bodies of the saints would heal people from diseases. So even St. Augustine in Africa... He documents every time people are praying in front of a martyr's body when they're healed from diseases, even in the early centuries of the church, 3rd century, 4th century. He just documents all of these miracles happening from the bodies of the saints. So when that started happening, devotion to the saints grew because Jesus was doing miracles through their bodies. And so that's how we get more of the saints because they were doing miracles through their bodies. And so... But one thing we know in the ancient church is that no ancient church ever claimed to have the body of Mary, right? We have, they claim to have all the bodies of the prophets, of of the martyrs, of the apostles. But no ancient document anywhere says we ever have had Mary's body. They have churches dedicated to the St. Stephen, St. Peter, St. John, all these ancient martyrs, because they have their bodies, but the churches, they would name them for Mary, they'd name them after her Dormition, where they believe, some believe, that she tasted death, and then immediately God assumed her into heaven. 
So the difference between Jesus and Mary, Jesus is God. We don't worship Mary. We honor her. So Jesus ascends, which means he can fly to heaven by his own power. And we say, Mary, she's assumed. So she doesn't fly herself. God assumes her. He takes her up, right? And so another way we know Mary is assumed is simply because we can understand in the Bible more clearly that she doesn't have original sin because of what the angel said to her. He says, you are filled with grace. When he says that, she's not even pregnant with Jesus. And there's a lot of other things to go with that. We'll talk about it another day, maybe during her Immaculate Conception. But we understand that Mary, because she's not, she's without sin, if her body stayed on earth to see corruption, that is a punishment for the sin of Adam and Eve. And so the church fathers call her the new Eve. She's greater than Eve, which means she doesn't have original sin for a lot of different reasons. But we can go, we're not going to talk about that. That's too long. But, but once we understand she's immaculately conceived, when the church declared her immaculately conceived, automatically right after, they said she must be assumed because her body does not see decay. Okay, another way we know, one more way, is that Mary is known as the Ark of the Covenant. She's the new Ark of the Covenant, okay? Bear with me. I know it's a big word. She's the new Ark of the Covenant. In King David, in the Psalms, in Psalm 132, I believe it was 132. Don't quote me on that. Pretty sure it's 132. He says, King David says about the Ark, he says, I will not close my eyes until the Ark of God is in its resting place, right? So King David represents Jesus, and Jesus, and the ark represents Mary. So it's like Jesus, when he's in heaven, and he looks at Mary on earth, it's like he's saying, I will not close my eyes until my mom is with me in heaven. Because it could imply the Psalms are actually about Jesus and Mary. So Jesus loves Mary so much that he literally says, I'm not even going to close my eyes until my mom is with me in heaven, right? And so this is the feast we are celebrating today, that Mary is assumed, that she's our mother. Earlier, we have a beautiful book of Revelation. It says that a sign appeared in heaven. They saw the ark, and then it says a woman with 12 stars, a crown of 12 stars. She's clothed with the sun, and the moon is under her feet, right? And who is that woman? We know it represents many things, but we know it's Mary. But what's so beautiful about it is, who is the one who clothes Mary with the sun and puts the moon under her feet? Does she do that herself? No, of course not. God clothes Mary with the sun, and he puts the moon under her feet and gives her a crown. So what does that mean? She's queen of the cosmos, of the universe, right? And she rules with Jesus because she's standing on the moon as a queen, that she rules with Jesus. Remember, if Jesus is the king in ancient Israel, it's never the wife of the king that's the queen. It's always his mother is always the queen in Israel. So automatically, we see in Revelation, Mary is queen. And then one more last point, not to go too much, but I love to talk about her. You're probably going to realize I love to talk about Mary. And um, one more thing, when Jesus is dying on the cross, he says something very strange. He says, 
woman. He says, son. He says, woman, behold your son. And son, behold your mother. Okay? Here's a grown man, not related to Mary. And Jesus is saying to him, to the disciple, don't look at me for a second. Look at this woman. Behold your mother. Okay? Even if you wanted John to take care of Mary, he doesn't just say, take care of my mom. He says, behold your mother. And in Revelation, at the end of the chapter, it says about the woman, it says, all those who keep the commandments of Jesus are her children, right? So she's the mother of all the living, right? So just like Jesus leads us to God the Father, he leads us to his mother. Why? Because God created us male and female, and children should always have God as their father, which they adore, and then God also gives us a mother that we can call mom, because we're all meant to have a father and a mother, right? So in the moment when Jesus is dying, he's saying, behold, your mother. And he says that to all disciples, right? Because everything that Jesus said on the cross when he was dying has deep spiritual meaning. And this one is one of them as well, of course. We can't say that doesn't have deep meaning. So let's pray and honor our mother, our great queen in heaven, and thank her for her prayers. But most of all, that we thank her that she said yes to the angel and she brought Jesus into the world. Amen.